everyone. Welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue issue retrospective on Nintendo Power Magazine. You're joining us for the second half of May 1996, issue 84, with Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run on the cover. And we're going to start off right away by skipping back to the Nintendo Power Awards on page 40. And uh, we're going to go through the, the Nesters, or Nintendo Power Awards as they're calling them, from 1995. Uh, with guests, um, I guess I should do our, our host first. I'm your host, Ben. With <laughs> me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. Hey, everybody. And we have repeat guests, Dylan. Hello. <clears throat> and Ivan. Hello. Gotten the gang back together, if you recall, a couple issues ago. Uh, we had the uh, uh, the nominations out there, and I believe Ivan was taking copious notes of what everyone voted for. That's right. All right. So, extremely happy to take all yes. those notes. Thank you. Yes, and I was hoping you could uh, keep tally of score as we as we go through this. Oh, absolutely! I live to please. We, Just we only Mike. give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard about that, especially when your rec- recordings of taste test episodes get completely deleted. <laughs> after sitting gathering dust in a dropbox folder for 90 days <laughs> but that's neither here nor there oh, yeah, so we only hand out no. points for getting number one two or three gets you nothing uh, so mike why don't you kick us off with the first category here uh for the first award best sound from the creaking deck of the Gangplank Galleon to the intense soundtrack of the Crocodile Core, gamers played it loudest with Donkey Kong 2, Diddy's Conquest. So... Country 2. Donkey Kong Country 2. So, uh, Chrono Trigger was second, and Killer Instinct was third. So, what was our our tally for that? Alright, so Dylan had Killer Instinct, Mike and Ben had Chrono Trigger, and I had Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh. It's a point. Rigged. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so leave, leave it to a Russian judge to have some kind of meddling. <laughs> That's right, Russian judge, New York yeah. based. Were you one of those Absolutely people? no collusion. Were you one of those people storing blow in your Nintendo cartridges? <laughs> <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. This is the first I've heard of this. People actually smuggled. I just, I just posted it to our page like 10 minutes before we started here. <laughs> Some guy bought a, a Nintendo uh, cartridge at a flea market, and they felt, thought it was, felt a little heavy. So we opened it up, and, <laughs> and there were drugs inside of it. Wow. Jeez. It must have been Russians. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, right. was it a Euro cart or was it a North American cart? It was a Euro cart. There you go. Fucking nailed it. Dirty <laughs> gummy <Yep>. bastards. <laughs> so it's Belgium's or something. <laughs> All right. Best story, square sauce blend of science fiction and fantasy and Crodon Trigger made it a runaway favorite for the best story category. Ness and Earthbound Gang. Finished a distant second. So number one is Chrono Trigger. Number two, Earthbound. Number three, Scooby-Doo. How did Scooby-Doo get a story? <laughs> uh, I love Scooby-Doo stories. Are you ready? 
That's pretty good. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Available for parties on weekends. Mm. We'll have to have a Mike Tyson come over with uh, Scooby Doo. That'd be a nice party. <laughs> so, did anybody get it right? Uh, yeah. I did. What we got? <laughs> All right. Who got what? Yeah, I, I Chrono Trigger. The rest of you guys had Earthbound. Uh, oh. Uh, I, think, I think there's some um, fixing the score over there. How comes the person that kept the score got the first to right? We did yeah, this wrong, just clearly. That, uh, what can I say? <laughs> All right, Mike, next category. Best graphics. For the second year in a row, the game's rendered with advanced computer modeling, ACM, also my favorite Beastie Boy, won the award for best graphics. DKC2, my second favorite Beastie Boy, barely edged Killer Instinct for the first place. So, uh. Donkey Kong 2, Killer Instinct, and Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. All right, so this one, uh, we were all clueless. Dylan had Toy Story, and the rest of us had Yoshi's Island, so nobody got it. <laughs> we didn't even get, Nobody came close. Boo! Yeah. All right. Best sports theme here that if it's a Nintendo game, you have to go with the Nintendo theme game. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's not necessarily true. I think Best Story, didn't they have uh, um, Yoshi's Island? up there for it or something maybe not all right best sports game i know i lost this one uh number <laughs> one oh it says ea sports nhl 96 skated past the contenders to become the first hockey game ever to win a nintendo power award for the best sports game number one nhl 96 number two tecmo super bowl three the final edition and number three nfl quarterback club 96 all right you say you lost that one but ben you and mike got it right <laughs> Dylan and I had Tecmo. So you guys are the NHL. All right, I got points. All right, so standings Ivan has uh, two. Mike and I each have one. And I have a lowly zero. Got nothing. Maybe I should. Okay, be Mike. Nintendo powers more often. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what's the next category? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just a little spellbound with uh, Diddy writing Dixie. This graphic is is something to behold. So it's yeah. called monkey style. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know you're writing Diddy? Don't you know you're writing Diddy? Oh my god, it's awful. <laughs> When I give a good name rock band reference, you don't get it, but you know that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, so for the best challenge, from the fiery depths of the crocodile cauldron to the stratospheric heights of the flying croc, readers pick DKC2 for the best challenge from bottom to top. So, Donkey Kong Country 2, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, and Mortal Kombat 3. So, who got what? All right, so uh, Dylan had Bust a Move. <laughs> no, he changed That's it. That's my favorite game! <laughs> and a great song. Uh, Mike had, uh, I don't even know what this is, PTO2. What? I have no idea what that is. I don't know what that is. Do what the fuck you do? Pacific Theater of Operations? What the fuck? Is this like yeah. a war game? Yeah, you tried to play it and it was like impossible to even load up, I think. And that's why you said it was a challenge because you couldn't even play it. Oh. oh well, so there you go. Difficulty. 
Yeah, personal challenge. Ben at Killer Instinct, and I had Donkey Kong Country. Wow! 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 That's wow. right. Stun- stunning upset. I even picked the number one guy. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Ivan is <laughs> he's crushing us at three points. Mike and I are tied in second place at, with one point, and Dylan still has nothing. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go eat you some mayo. Best play control. A game won't be a hit if the developers miss on play control design. This year, readers picked Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island for the top honors in the best play control category. So number one was Super Mario World 2. Number two was Killer Instinct. And number three was Donkey Kong Country 2. All right. So this one was a sweep across the board. We all had Yoshi's Island. I got a point. All right. <laughs> You're on the board. You got a point. Dylan matters. <laughs> Dylan's life matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you beat me to it. <laughs> okay, so now we have the best multiplayer game. For the first time in the history of the Power Awards, the tournament fighting games dominated the best multiplayer game category. MK3 received twice as many votes as NHL 96. So, Killer Instinct tops the charts, Mortal Kombat coming in second, and NHL 96 a lowly third. Alright, so Dylan and Mike had Mortal Kombat... Ben and I had Killer Instinct. Woo! <laughs> All right. So, where are the standings? You have five points now. I believe so. I've got three. I think. Yeah. Uh, that means Mike has two and Dylan has one. Yep. Okay. Okay. Next category is the Owie Award. Like it or hate it. Everyone has an opinion about gory games. Williams Entertainment's mm. Doom edged out Mortal Kombat 3 to win it all in the first Nintendo Power Owie Award. Number one, Doom. Little... Sorry, I read that a little fast. It looked like gay games. <laughs> I thought it said, everyone, I thought everyone it said Gary games. I thought it said Gary games. I'm like, what's a Gary game? It's that level it's of it's, it's, the, name. it's that vault in Gary. three where they cloned everybody where they cloned Gary and now the vault is full of Gary's. There you go. That's mm. a Gary game. Alright, number one was Doom, number two, Mortal Kombat three, number three, Killer Instinct. Alright. Mike and Ben got it right with Doom. Woo-hoo! Dylan and I have Mortal Kombat. Alright. Mortal Kombat Catch was up. a good game. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Alright, so Winner is currently winner five is Ivan with five points. Second current in second place is me, Ben with four points. Uh, the Mike with three, right? And yep. <laughs> Dylan with one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, okay, Mike, uh, the Breaking Bad category best heroin. <laughs> a split in the votes between Diddy and Dixie left enough ballots for Yoshi to lap up the award for best hero heroin. So. So fucking Bernie Sanders in here. <laughs> Splitting the votes to let some asshole take third? Okay. So Earthworm Jim wormed his way into a third place finish. So the best hero is Yoshi, Diddy Kong, and Earthworm Jim. All right. So Mike, Ben, and I had Yoshi. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sad that I, I'm mad that I got one right so far. Did you vote for Jill Stein? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I voted for Ted Cruz. That was my writing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. All right. So we've got uh, Ivan with six, Ben with five, Mike with, uh, what do you have, four? Oh, my God. Three? Four. Whoop. You have four? Uh, and Dylan with one. Yes. Thank you. Oh. Best epic game. Game players picked Chrono Trigger as the best epic game of 1995. Fewer than 200 boats separated Earthbound and the Secret of Evermore in the battle for second place. Number one, Chrono Trigger. Number two, Earthbound. Number three, the Secret of Evermore. There are no losers on this list. Just those that played those games. Yeah. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> oh, snap. Ouch. <laughs> that's, that's big talk from a guy who voted for Civil civilization smack back that's a clap back right there alright so Ben at Earthbound Mike and I have ah. Chrono Trigger uh-huh. alright where are the standings I lost count I'm catching so up. I've got seven Ben and Mike have five Dylan has one okay it's a battle for second place now. <laughs> the battle for last up place. easily. <laughs> so the worst villain. Last year's runner-up for worst villain, Captain K. Cruel. Captain K. Rule was in top form for his role in DKC2. The creepy croc won easily over MK3, Shao Kahn, and KI's Idol. Well, yeah. I mean, they're just guys you fight. So... <laughs> Captain K. Rule ranks number one. Shaka Khan and Killer and American Idol to, uh, rounded out. All right. So Dylan had Mucus? Muscus? I can't remember. <laughs> That'd be Mucus, right? Or yes. All right. Mike had Pokey. Ben and I had K. Rule. Fuck you. Did anybody see the movie Redder Player One? Yep. Ready? No. No. I did. Goro, Goro is in it. That's why I felt they said Mortal Kombat bad guys. Goro is in it. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the Battletoads are in it, too. <laughs> they are in it. And, Do they have any speaking roles? Uh, Goro does. Uh, does Goro? Well, you get to know. see Freddy and Jason in there. Yeah, I don't think they talk. I guess it must be like some weird copyright thing where like you can show up, but you can't talk. <laughs> okay, move on. All right, uh, what are the standings? All right, I got eight. Ben is six, Mike is five, Dylan is one. <laughs> Keep it on, holding on to the one. All right, <laughs> holding on to that got one. Street going. <laughs> Best puzzle game, Power oh, Award. Well, I got to get this one right. Yeah, I, mm. Power Award voters liked Zoop's lively graphics and challenging plane play. Zoop fans fired away more votes than Tetris Blast and Kirby's Avalanche combined. And they this, are is wrong. Zoop, is Zoop this fucking insert I'm looking at right now? Yes. Doesn't even look like a Super Nintendo game. No, this is this looks like when the contacts are fucked up on your cartridge. This is the image you get. <laughs> I know. Z U P E S I mean Z O O P. You know, like, you, that's right. You make soup, one a zoop. Zoop, 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 
Ghostbusters. Oh, no. Ghostbusters. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, though. So. The bat. There's the main <laughs> bad guy. Mm. Well, we can move past this category quickly. Uh, uh, I had Kirby's, and I was the only one that uh, guessed one of the three. The rest <laughs> you, of you had Bust. Oh, yeah, we picked the good games, that's why. <laughs> what did we pick? I didn't know we were supposed bust to pick move. the bad games. I know next time. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's just like Family Feud. You have, to, you have to guess what the you know idiot audience or readers <laughs> voted for. Oh, I don't oh. Did you did you ever see that cracked article about like it was called like the old guy that like cracked the matrix or something? Where it was just like following this old guy who picked the stupidest answers but always managed to get the ones that the survey picked. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh his, uh his opponent was uh, I think Mario Lopez and uh <clears throat> other guys and they picked like the right answers but never got points on the board. And they were just talking about how this old guy cracked the Matrix, and he, like, figured out humanity in this. Humanity. Are you talking about the old guy, or are you talking about Trump? Uh, no. <laughs> oh! I'm talking about an old guy that actually gets answers right now and then. Oh, no. <laughs> so. All right. Anyway, it was an interesting Speaking article. Fascinating story. What's the next story? What's the next section? Category. Uh, best based on a movie to infinity and beyond. Readers weren't playing around when they mailed in their choices for the best game based on a movie. Toy Story buried its rivals. So, mm-hmm. Toy Story number one, number two, Judge Dredd, number three, True Lies. All right, we all got it right. Dylan, you got another point. And one. <laughs> <laughs> That's now, right. You are number now two I now, really Dylan. Like a failure. Forevermore, your name associated with number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll pick that. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Best tournament fighter. When it came to choosing a tournament fighting game, players picked Killer Instinct. Precise play control, killer characters, and cool rendered graphics kept the game on top. Number one, Killer Instinct. Number two, Mortal Kombat 3. Number three, WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game. All right, Ben, you can crow loud and proud. You were the only one that got it right. Woo-hoo! The rest of us had Mortal Kombat. Hmm. All right, what are the standings? All right, I got nine, Ben has eight, Mike has six, and Dylan is number two. <laughs> All right, the deuce, as we call him. <laughs> the deuce is loose. Speaking of the... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of humor, the funniest award coming up next. Uh, Nintendo Power readers found protecting bovines from space aliens to be utterly hilarious. Earthworm Jim 2 was the side-splitting favorite for the funniest game of 1995. Nah, fuck this. But anyway, it's Earthbound, Earthworm Jim 2, Boogerman number 2, somehow beating Earthbound. Yeah, Earthbound, right. Earthbound is hilarious. you got to play that game. Survey says. <laughs> Earthworm Jim, Ben, and I had that. Mike had Woo-hoo! Secret, and Dylan had Booger. Surprisingly, I didn't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As a ben, what are the standings? Know. All right, I got ten. Ben, you have nine. Mike has six, and Dylan is still number two. Thank you. All right. 
Most innovative game, vibrant storybook graphics, diverse settings, and an unexpected twist in the history of Mario and Luigi made Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island the most innovative game of 1995. Number one, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Number two, Earthbound. Number three, Ogre Battle. All right. So Dylan had Ignition. (laughs) (laughs) Mike came close. He got Earthbound. Ben had Kirby. And Damn I it. had Yoshi's Island. Suck it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> robbed. Suck on that, Yoshi. Suck uh. it. Mike? Uh, best goodie sidekick. Cranky Kong threw a tantrum when he learned he lost the best goodie award to an arachnid. Back in my day, spiders were one color and they just bounced around in centipede games. <laughs> so Squitter the Spider... Man, that, that that's that's a porn name right there. Cranky Kong, DKC2, and Rush. Those so stormy games. So here, mean mean pride. Mega Man Seven. Ba da ba da. You know, a little known fact: Squid to the Spider, also the name of Donald Trump's Russian sex tape. <laughs> I thought that was Golden Shower. <laughs> What do you think squirting is? <laughs> yeah, squirter the the spider. Tell us about it, Ivan. Terrible. All right, so Bennett's not. Wah, the rest wah. of us had rush from Mega Man Seven. We all crapped out. Uh. <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's not. Oh, okay, yes. I don't think anyone. Yeah. All right, uh, Mike. Oh, I you did last one. I'm... All right, uh, coolest code slash trick. Boaters made it clear that their favorite code was the cooler stuff code found in Mortal Kombat 3. Code, uh, if you can't find the cool stuff, check out page 75 in volume 80 of Nintendo Power. Number one, cooler stuff code for Mortal Kombat 3. Number two, Street Fighter Mega Man for Mega Man 7. Number three, hidden players and play options. And they don't even say what games that, wow. game that's for. <laughs> that's just the concept. I, mean, yeah, I, I think that was the NBA Jam. Yeah, NBA Jam, I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. Which is what most of you guessed. I had Mega Man 7. None of us had MK3. How, how could the ability to play Spiro Agnew not top these <laughs> these these codes? Or, or Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton plays Al Gore, for God's sake. You know, I, I, can't, I can't wait to have, like, Nixon as my defenseman. <laughs> that goal go right past you. I am not a goalie. <laughs> All right, next one, Mike. Best ending. Variety was the key to winning this year's Best Ending Award. Players preferred any one of the 12 possible endings in Chrono Trigger. DKC2 was close behind in second place. Ah, Chrono Trigger, Donkey Kong Country 2, and Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. I have a feeling I nailed this one. Yes, you did, as did we all. We all had Chrono Trigger. So it had 12 endings? Yeah. That's odd. Is that like the 12 endings of uh, Mass Effect 3? <laughs> mm. Well, they're just different color sprites? <laughs> no, it's uh, the first, you get uh, you get like a slight variation in like one basic type of ending for the first playthrough, depending on whether you rescue Chrono or not. Or and triggered. then once you beat it, then you're strong enough to uh, beat the game at any point, which... Uh, when you get your crew and everything, then uh, depending on when you beat the game, it'll depend on what plot holes you left unresolved, and they affect the ending. 
Like uh, if you don't uh, if you don't help the humans overcome the reptites during the Jurassic period, well then when they see you in your uh, regular in your regular sprites, they ask, "Why do you have those human masks on?" Because you know I was... <clears throat> the reptites won. So it all depends on what you uh, what you leave hanging that decides the endings. <laughs> what you leave hanging? Uh, okay. <laughs> what, do you, what you don't end up doing? Yeah, that's what you're saying, right? Threads you leave hanging. Yeah, like I would say, like the. Hmm? This is a little off topic, but I would say like the the game series, especially the first one, that I can remember having like the most endings to, was uh, Dead Rising. There's like so many different ways to finish the the game, and they're all different. Oh yeah, that's a fun series. I'm so glad it's out on PlayStation uh, PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, worst baddie. Uh, Chrono Trigger's jugglers nabbed the worst baddie category, winning big over Duck Country 2's explosive kaboom characters and Earthworm Jim 2's grouchy grannies. All right, Mike, you're catching up. You got it right. Woohoo! Boo! Dylan had been at Granny's, and I had Grim. Well, for, finally, you didn't chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you worry. I'm going to crap out when we get to the virtual boy. <laughs> Still no right, like. until we got to that. So, the coolest weapon item. The Chainsaw in Doom made the coolest cut weapon item of 1995. If you're still looking for this item, read The Counselor's Corner in Nintendo Power Volume 79. The Chainsaw Doom, the Holy Fry Pan from Earthbound, and the Bubble Gun from Earthworm Jim 2. Alright, we all had the Chainsaw. Woo-hoo. And everyone's special, no one is special. Oh. <laughs> Do I have like four points now? Whoa! You do have like four points. <laughs> Watch Absolutely. out. It's catching up. Yes. Score is All rising. Right. Uh, coolest move. Killer Instinct's Cybernetic Warrior has the coolest move of 1995. You're curious, press blah, 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 and fierce kick before your defeated foe hits the ground. So number one is Fulgore's Mech Head Danger Move. Number two is Dixie's Helicopter Spin from Donkey Kong Country 2. And number three is Squitter's Platform Web, also from Donkey Kong Country 2. All right, I had Dixie's Helicopter Spin. And on to most annoying feature. No one else said anything? <laughs> no one even voted? Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys had full gore. Oh. All of you. Yay! <laughs> what are the standings now, Evan? All right, so I have 13, Ben oh, has 12, Mike has 10, Dylan is 5. All right. I think we probably all got the next one. Mike, go ahead. Oh, the most annoying feature. Nobody likes to hear a baby cry, especially a baby bounced off the back of a dinosaur. You have two solutions. You can practice and play better or turn down the volume. So, number one for the most annoying feature is Cry Baby Mario from Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Ness's Phone Home from Earthbound and Hold On, Batman Forever. Alright, we we almost had a sweep. Uh, Dylan had background. (laughs) background yeah What's i don't know what, what? that was I, I have no idea I, <laughs> it was one of the other games i don't remember at this point that's what i wrote down 
It is voting differently to be different now at this point. Yeah, you're a fucking hipster. <laughs> it's a hipster. I vote for games that nobody knows about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come in third like like Mike, Dylan. Come on. Oh. Yes. <laughs> All right. If I come trans- in first and come in last. There you Ten go. Place's first loser. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would probably be me. Uh, coolest transportation. When it comes to getting around, players are partial to arriving punctually with the Epoch time machine. Mario fans gave Yoshi enough voting support to finish close behind. Number Hell one, yeah. Epoch time machine. Chrono Trigger. Number two, Yoshi from Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. And number three, UFO from Earthbound. All right. So Dylan and Ben had Yoshi. Mike had the Epoch time machine and never had what I had. (laughs) What did you have? What did you have? I had the Batmobile. (laughs) Oh, that's still pretty cool. That should have won over Epoch time machine, for God's sake. No, the Epoch is fucking amazing. But Instead the, of one over on the one, but the UFO from Earthbound, I don't know how that made it on the list. I don't, I don't recall you actually choosing where you can travel in the UFO. Like yeah. you make the UFO, but then you just take it to one place and crash the fucking thing. So, at least with the Epoch, right. you can you can drive around the entire planet throughout m- numerous places in time. It's your freaking TARDIS, and then you can also use it to ram the final boss. If you want to get past one, if you want to get past the first stage of the battle, you just smash right into its fucking face with your time machine. <laughs> so yeah, that's why it's number one. All right, we're about, we're down to the best overall game winners. Mike, why don't you do best Game Boy? Then I'll do best Virtual Boy, and then you can do best Super NES game. Okay, best Game Hold Boy game. Rendered graphics on Game Boy, seeing is believing, and the believers liked what they saw. They gave up. They gave Donkey Kong Land top marks as the best Game Boy pack of the year. So we got Donkey Kong Land, Kirby's Dream Land 2, and Defender Joust. How is that even on the list? Was it a big year for Game Boy? <laughs> it's like, let's put in Joust. Yeah. Okay, so are we just going to blaze through this or what? Well, oh, I want to hear the scores. All right, okay. Yeah, I want to hear well, what? Yeah. That's I mean, cool. I'm happy to move on from this. I didn't have this one right. So <laughs> go ahead. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> but Ben and Dylan did. Woo! Donkey Kong. All right. What the Making my comeback right now. All right. Like you and I and Kirby. Uh, what's, the, what's the score? What's the rankings? Ben, you have caught up. We are tied at 14. Mike has 12, and Dylan has 6. Okay. Here we go. All right. We're into it now. Best Virtual Boy game. Players gave Wario a big thumbs up for his Virtual Boy debut. Wario Land's combination of innovative 3D gameplay and superb play control made it a hands-down favorite. Number one, Wario Land. Number two, Mario's Tennis. Number three, Red Alarm. So the one, right. the one competent game on this entire console beat everything mm-hmm. else. Big surprise. <laughs> yes. And as I said, I crashed and burned hard on this. I had golf. <laughs> oh, I've taken the lead. <laughs> you are indeed. The rest of you had Wario. Woo, pick me right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. And number one. 
Super nice game. The votes were close between first and second, but when the ballots were all tallied, Chrono Trigger edged Donkey Kong Country 2 for the best Super NES game award of the year. Chrono Trigger, Donkey Kong Country 2, and Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. All right, final standings. Uh, all right. You got it right. Yeah, we got it right, yeah. Ben wins. He got it. He, and Mike Huzzah! Got it. Dylan and I had Yoshi's Island. Okay, oh. so what's the big, what's the uh, what's the final tally? So Ben eked out a victory. He has 16. I have 14, as does Mike. Dylan finished with 7. Oh, sweet. Tied for second. I really <laughs> wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have expectations of lo- losing, so these my expectations were met. There you go. You lost. Well, you lost by a wide margin, so mission accomplished. <laughs> well, I was proud to say I did my best, and yeah, I'm happy to, happy to be here. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> the most popular games in 1995. Yep. I have my finger on the pulse. Finger on the pulse. <laughs> yep. That's right. I don't, I don't take know. Take it off. I got to put my underwear <laughs> back on. All right. I have bragging rights until next next uh, year. It's an, it, until it, 1996. Until 96. Mm-hmm. So I have bragging rights well, at for least winning I, the Empire uh, Players Awards. At least I still have the bragging rights for the Game of Thrones player pool. <laughs> No one even remembers that now. That's right. You hold on to that. You just got lucky because you managed to nab friggin' uh, what's her name? Like in the first round. Oh, Sansa? Easy Williams. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arya. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, she goes my, and kills a whole, like, you my, know, my building machine. of people the first first episode. And it's like, all right, well, that was, that was nice where it lasted. First five minutes takes out an entire room of people and a king. So, uh... No, she killed the king last year, but, you know, killed him as the king, which was fucking hilarious. Yeah, you had her, and then you had Jamie Lannister, and that's basically just clinched it for you right there. <laughs> yeah. And, then and I, I was had... just like, I had freaking Tyrion, and he got like five points the entire season for like, you know, drinking a bottle of wine, not even making a joke. Yeah, the one and guy I was just like, fuck you! The one guy who always has a joke. Or you know says amazing ter- amazing things, was completely silent for the entire season. <laughs> yeah, I got screwed. <laughs> got screwed. Meanwhile, my guy Jamie is committing awesome acts of incest and eating and drinking everywhere he goes. <laughs> Speaking of getting screwed, I gotta head upstairs to my wife. Oh, all right. Stop <laughs> uh, information for tonight. <laughs> all right, uh, Ivan, we'll let you go. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, Dylan, I don't know if you wanted to hang out for the rest of the second half or if you wanted to bail as well. I will be dropping off. All right. Okay. Well, gentlemen, All right. we bid you good night. Good night. Good night. Have a good one. All right. Well, since those gentlemen have uh, left us, we're going to go ahead and pick it up here at the centerfold where we left off last time with the a poster for Super Mario RPG. I gotta say, I'm not crazy about it. How about you, Mike? You know, for a game that's awesome, it's kind of plain, kind of, kind of, kind of middling. Like the first half is just Mario's big old head, 
where he seems to have brown hair and a black mustache again. Like, what color is Mario's hair? <laughs> he and looks then, angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he should be because there we get to see Smithy the sword just plunging deep within Bowser's castle. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. To me, the best part about this is what's on the opposite side of the poster, which are mm-hmm. these amazing little cutout cards. Yeah. And it's, uh... We get to see, it like, for, for the first time ever, 3D renditions of Mario, Bowser, uh, the princess... Uh, some, some psycho I think that's Smithy himself mm. or either that or it's like Psycho Santa <laughs> and then we get to see Frog Fucius Mallow uh, a shark uh, Lieutenant Commander Sharky and uh, Gino which is uh uh uh, Dexy Midnight Runner's second most popular song. Wow, okay. That was a real stretch of a reference there. <laughs> Alright, moving on to the Epic Center. We have our first mention of Pokemon here. Pocket so monsters. they're talking about Pocket Monsters. And this they're talking about the Super Game Boy RPG title recently appeared in Japan. And it says, for the first time ever, Nintendo published a game in two versions simultaneously. And they talk about how they're colored in red and green. That's right. Japan, they're red and green, not uh, red and blue. So they talk about how the game plays a little bit, how the monsters gain strength, just like characters that play an RPG. Uh, And uh, they have a little screenshot here where you can see, I believe, that Squirtle fighting Bulbasaur. Where he's about to get his fucking ass kicked. <laughs> uh, it says you can transfer monster data from one game to the other, whether it's green or red version. Actually, they're only level five, so I don't think they've got any other uh, elemental attacks. So it's probably just like bite, growl, tail whip. So it could really be an even match. But hmm. uh, if they were just like level ten, then you know Bulbasaur is going to like just fucking chop up. Squirtle for dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is another interesting little tidbit here. They're talking about um, they're hiring for developers to work on Super Mario RPG 2. Oh, man. Can't wait. So to this review. is interesting. I can't wait to review that game. Can't wait to play that one, right? <laughs> Spoiler alert, never came out. And uh, <laughs> they're talking about... Um, <laughs> How they'll actually work at the HAL uh, subsidiary. That's where uh, Smash Brothers uh, ends up getting made. And uh, it says it's on its way for the N64. So I'm guessing this was, it was scrapped in favor of Paper Mario, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that or they just thought, like, you know what? Instead of, uh, well, yeah, this was... Well, I don't think they could actually go with Super Mario RPG 2 because it was, like, co-owned by Square or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's where so things they had were to about to uh, sour. Yeah. This was right before the honeymoon was over. Yep. Before then, we're in the middle of it here. So the feature here is for Super Mario RPG 11, Legend of the Seven Stars. We've got more and more and more coverage on this game. 
the third issue in a row, I want to say. Oh, it's Mike, tell us what you can find here. Okay, so we got the Pillaging Smithy. Only a brave little band led by Mario can thwart a supernatural invader who has vowed world conquest. Last month, Nintendo Power detailed how the sword-shaped Smithy plunged through Bowser's keep and unleashed his minions to wreak havoc on the land. Mario teamed up with Mallow, a rotund rogue with a strange gift for changing the weather to find the first of seven missing star pieces. They battled underground demons in Kiro sewers and received the first lesson from wise old frog Fuchsius, besides not eating yellow snow. Mallow's adoptive grandfather. Even more fantastic adventures await Mario and Mallow now, including an encounter with an otherworldly traveler who reveals the secret of the stars. So we get to see these platforms that Mario apparently can jump on or off when the block is blue. And then we get to see a shy guy on a platform where we have to uh, scare him off to get the treasure. And then we get to see Mario spying on Koopa Troopas, closing ranks and keep moving out to recapture Bowser's Keep. And uh, what I love about this game is the sense of humor. Like, Bowser is immediately doing what he can to rally his troops, take back his castle, and he keeps talking about like how he doesn't need Mario, but mm-hmm. it becomes clear, like... Like, he has to eat a little humble pie, but mm-hmm. what he does is he lets you join him. Hmm. Interesting. So, All right. we get to see these, uh, what I like about this is that you actually get to explore, like, the Mushroom Kingdom itself instead of just, like, oh, these are worlds where everything's going to shit. Like, it, make, like, it mm-hmm. makes you wonder, like, why is Princess Peach in charge of a kingdom when you've never really seen any other advisors or... Or anyone. Yeah. There's, there's no one else in the world. There's just fucking monsters everywhere. No civilians. Yeah, no civilians anywhere. So this is the. So first you meet time. civilians in this game. Yep, as we can see, when we uh, we see Rose Town, and that is just like five or six houses. It's just a, it's a small village, but we finally get to meet civilians, people, people who know about Mario, and uh, mm-hmm. then you go through the forest mage, and it looks like you get to fight Donkey Kong. <laughs> Why do you get to fight Donkey Kong? Look in the forest maze. You're fighting Donkey Kong right there. Or he's How are you fighting Donkey Kong right there? Well, look at him. He's a fucking gorilla. Uh, I guess I'm not seeing it. You're seeing Rose Town. Look in the bottom mm-hmm. for the forest maze. Insert. He's right next forest to the Forest maze insert. Uh, you must be using a spyglass here. Not seeing it. What? You paid 58. 58. Uh, oh, yeah, I see him now. Yeah, it <laughs> is Donkey Kong. It's on the wrong page. There you go. So what's the deal with the uh, Toad, or the, there's a version of Toad that apparently uh, is a ventriloquist? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're seeing, uh, I guess, these kids... They're playing with their dolls, and uh, one kid named Gaz is saying, "Better watch out, Bowser, because Gino's gonna blow you away. Take this!" And he's playing with his little doll, Gino, who we know nothing about until a little bit later in the game, when it becomes clear that the doll actually is possessed by a spirit from the Star Road, and is in fact a living thing. And this is your black mage for the uh, for the game. Interesting. The kid or the doll. Oh, yeah, the, you don't see the kid again. The doll follows you around. Oh, uh, weird. 
creepy. Well, if the spirit, if the doll, if the spirit was possessing a child, that would be creepy. Oh, it's not creepy when it's possessing a doll, though. <laughs> well, it's not like he's like demanding you drink water while he sings or something. But anyway, we get we get introduced to a very neat boss called <laughs> called Boyer, who. He leads a command, like, all of Smithy's generals are weapons, like daggers, axes, knives, bows. And this one is a bow, thus the name Boyer, and he, what he does is he fires an arrow that actually disables one of your buttons. So you could have to fight, you may have to fight him using only items or weapons or magic, but you won't, uh, you won't get all of them. So it, it changes how you beat the boss, which is a, which is a great way to uh, challenge the player. Mm-hmm. So why does the uh, title say I shot an arrow to the, into the air? You never heard the poem of Little Hiawatha? You I know, shot... I think there's a sequel to this. It says I, I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> well, the poem of Little Hiawatha is uh, like just some sort of... Uh, I don't know where it really came from, but uh, the line goes, I shot my arrow in the air. Where it lands, I know not where. And uh, it was about, like, a little Indian... Well, they called him an Indian. Like uh, Most of this I remember from a Disney cartoon, so any information comes from that lens. And uh, there was a uh, there's an animated short about it, where he goes around looking for his arrow, and he ends up going through the forest and... Like some waterfalls and like trying to figure out where the hell his arrow went. So it's based off something. Hmm. And then we get to see Yoster Isle, where we get to see all the bunch of Yoshis just chilling out when they're not hiding in eggs. And we get to see the uh, the Billy Idol, or yeah the mm-hmm. yeah the Billy Idol version of Yoshi. I think his name is Boshi. A spiked doll collar on him, and then looks like shades. Yeah, and a uh, he's got a mohawk. Oh, he's got a mohawk, like fin type thing. And then I don't know if those are shoes or sandals or what, but like <laughs> his toes are poking out. He's got like leg warmers. I uh, yeah, to like ankle warmers. This like is, go on his feet. This is one eighties motherfucker. <laughs> Like, I'd be surprised if he wasn't, like, leaning up against a tree, flicking a stiletto in and out of its holes, in and out of its handle. <laughs> you know, the, uh, yeah, the stilettos, those are like the uh, little spring-loaded knives, right? Oh, okay. A switchblade, you mean? Right, yeah. The butterfly knife. Stiletto's a heel that strippers wear. I thought it was, like, also the name of those, like, little, uh, very narrow knives. I don't know. Maybe I'm. You're thinking a butter a butterfly knife. Well, there's also those, but there's also the buttons, uh, the knives where you just like press a button and they pop out of the handle. A switchblade. Right. Yeah. So I'm surprised you don't see him like leaning up against a tree, like either flipping one of those things around or like flipping a coin or smoking a cigarette. Well, picking his tooth, you know, picking his teeth with the. He's got. He's permanently got a uh, toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, and then we got some black, uh, we got some black market dealer in the bottom. Yeah, this is messed up. Hey, want to buy a game? It's the one that has drugs in it. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I'm... man, it's got. You really gotta blow it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, man, you gotta blow the cartridge. Yeah. Have a good time blowing that cartridge. 
<laughs> so it says that uh, he'll sell you an arcade classic, a Mushroom Boy arcade classic, for a whopping 500 coins. But if you do, you get to play some little mini games. Mm. And then we get to see Moleville, which, uh, you know, it's like a big uh, can't mountain thing with the Morty Moles. And you fight a guy called Croco, where he's got, uh, he'll steal your items. So screw that guy. And then we got uh, Punchinello, which is a nice play on, uh, a nice play on words. And he throws bombs at you. And then Smithy awaits for, I guess, even more coverage. Yes, even more. All right. Next game, I hope you played this because I didn't. Uh, Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals. I played this uh, when it came out. Oh, yeah? Yep. I enjoyed it immensely. It's like a, like a turn-based RPG. And this came from... Who's this from? Doesn't uh, say. Taito. Yeah. Yeah, Taito Corporation. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, playing this again on my uh, emulator. Right now I'm playing uh, Majora's Mask 3D on my 3DS. Mm. But once, oh, that's, nice. once that's full up, then I'm going to load up my Super Nintendo emulators and just enjoy some nice mobile 16-bit goodness. And this is on that list. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so it's got good... As you can see, it's got excellent graphics. Uh, great play control. And, well, just look at on the second page for Once Upon a Time where you're fighting one of the uh, the Sinistrals. Look at the size of that fucker. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, it's like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest if it was good. Hmm. So and you got some puzzles, it looks like, down here. One of them's a, a puzzle of how you win money in Vegas. It's a slot machine here. Yeah, and apparently they had their own little pre-Pokemon here. With capsule monsters. They're friendly creatures that fight beside you in battle. There are seven breeds in the game. You can find mm. your first capsule monster in the Fumi tribe north of Sundleton, next to the woods by Alun's kingdom. These monsters will change and grow as you feed them weapons and armor. So. They're onto something here. Yeah, it looks like they were onto something. Too bad uh, Nintendo just said, oh, too bad you didn't copyright that concept. Motherfucker. Mm hmm. No kidding. All right. Who's this uh, chick on the next page here with the purple hair? I think that's Lufia. Oh, yeah? That's Lufia. Does herself. she have blood coming out of her mouth? <laughs> that's just terrible pencil crayon shading. It looks like she has blood coming out of her mouth. She is not a vampire. She must feed. <laughs> must feed the flesh of the nerd. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> the basement dweller's flesh. Mm. Unspoiled, by, unspoiled by sunlight. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is just a whole bunch of level coverage here, uh, which we're not going to get into. And then we have another dude where, he, where he's kind of drawing, is kind of cut off, and he's got kind of like a big. It's like a, it's an axe. But it's definitely on the end of a large pole. Yeah, it's a pole axe. 
a pole axe. This seems unwieldy. It, uh, yeah, you'd think so. But he makes it work. Because, I mean, it's for poking. Well, the only reason you have a long weapon like that is for poking, right? Well, if you want to chop someone's head off at a distance, if they have, like, say you want to fight, like, a vampire orangutan. Now, you can't mm. get close to cut its head off with a regular axe because orangutans have long arms. So A vampire orangutan. It's a very specific situation. I don't think it's a very versatile weapon, is my point. <laughs> Just having a long blade would be better than this. Because that... <laughs> you can do poking and slashing. This one is just slashing, but only the end part of it. Yeah, it does seem a little unwieldy. <laughs> this seems like a poor choice of weapon, that's all I'm saying. Oh, you want a poor choice of weapon? Check out page 69, where you get to see what uh, yeah. looks like Lufia again. Uh, and it looks like she's wielding a Lufa. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's her weapon of choice. That's that uh, little, uh, you know, when women say they need to powder their nose, isn't yeah. that the the thing they use? Right, the powder, the nose powderer. Yeah, nose powderer. She's got that thing. <laughs> She's going to try and hide the blood stains in her mouth. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, we're going to find out more because there's going to be more coverage for Lafia 2 in the next issue on Nintendo oh, Power. We're not doing this boy. game justice. It's, 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 it's fun. It's a, it's a nice immersive it, RPG. Maybe we'll have a taste test about it. <laughs> and maybe we'll Why actually not? air it. So Maybe we won't delete it this time, yeah. Now in strategy, we've got Breath of Fire, which apparently is enjoying a resurgence in popularity. So, wow. And so, well, Breath of Fire 2 is already out. They're going to be telling us where we can get fishing uh, fishing items where and... Uh, items that we can benefit from and goddess keys and getting into a moving town and defeating some guy and wow there's a lot of coverage here yep and we're now, gonna pass through that wow <laughs> next we got something living in the loud house with yep some people named noah amy noah travis and noah paul really they all have this first name and they're not called the noah buddies they're Nintendo of America, and oh. they're called the Cyberjocks. All they are are basically uh, content moderators on the website. Now, hold on. There's a pretty girl, and she has something to do with the internet? I'm, I'm, well, I'm, she's being I'm, paid for it. Oh, okay. It's like before they had cam girls, they had Amy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's not a cam girl, but you never know. Well, she could be. She's oh, gorgeous. so they're giving us uh, uh, bios on all three of these people that uh, yeah. apparently we should know about the people behind the other side of the screen is what they've decided. <laughs> so they have uh, Paul Hawkins up first. Giving us looks some... like a reject from a Beastie Boys audition. Giving us some mean mugging. Yeah, he is. So he's on the air. There's an air. No, it's not. I love they say this. Like he's on a radio program. They act like he's on the radio program. All he is is he chats to people. He, he chats to people. His quote here is, scrolling is for lamers. So wait, you just look at the first page that loads up on a website and you just leave it there? You, I use the page down key. <laughs> scrolling is for bitches. I use page down. 
And, Bruh. Now, and now we look at the bottom, and it looks like we've got like some insert art from like a European album, a, a Euro pop album CD. Yeah. And uh, the, it looks like they're all playing Twister. And it does. And now he looks like he's got a vicious hand cramp in somebody's butt. Well, I, Amy's only yeah. She's the one's I hands I can't see. I can't and see his, his either. He's I'm behind, looking at Paul. He's, he's behind. And Amy's hands are in between his legs, so <laughs> she's definitely got her fist all the way to his rectum. <laughs> so. so we got Paul's picks, not to be confused with the section from the uh, How Did This Get Made podcast. Breakfast, double tall mocha, form of transportation, snowboard. If you get to work in a snowboard, wow. Favorite constellation? Wow, how shitty are these questions? Boss, mother brain. Online snack, toffee-covered peanuts, mouse pad, red dwarf. Okay, okay so he's kind of cool. And his favorite smiley is... I don't know, it looks like a... If you look at it from... One side, it looks like a minion with one eye. Mm-hmm. If you look at it from the other side, I have no idea what the fuck it is. Anything else we need to know about this guy? No. Let's move on to Travis. Let's hear about Travis here. Who looks like John Barrowman. I don't know who that is. The guy the guy from uh, Doctor Who, Captain Jack. Oh, yeah, a little bit. The hair definitely looks like him. And speaking of uh, blasters, we've got a very blurry picture of the three cyberjacks holding what appears to be either nerf weapons or super soakers, uh, super soakers of some kind. And uh, Travis's quote says, what if a super NES were installed on the starship Voyager, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> they have a hollow deck. They don't need a super Nintendo. They can live the super Nintendo games. Oh man! Right. Fuck! If I was on Voyager, that I would be the biggest fucking dork. I would be recreating Chrono Trigger for the holodeck. <laughs> All right, Travis's picks. His season is ski season. As uh, pizza is the free kind. Favorite cartoon character is Betty the Babe of Bedrock. Not gonna. I'm not gonna fault him for that. Betty's friggin' hot. She could do a lot better than Barney. Mm-hmm. Favorite website is Nintendo of America's, of course. Blatant plug. <laughs> Insect is the cyber tick. The fuck? Freeway lane, and says he says, "Whoa, they have lanes." <laughs> Writing utensil, keyboard, and smiley is like a winky smiley. Yeah, it's just a winky emoji. Well, I guess like they're called smileys since emojis are like full faces. So here's what I just learned: is that these folks only work an hour a day. This guy wow. works the six to seven uh, time slot, and Paul worked the four to five time slot. <laughs> this job is so demanding, they can only reasonably ask you to do one hour a day. They get in there one hour a day to chat with random people online, and they have a bio about it. This is very interesting how they used to think, like, <laughs> this is how the online world should work. Uh, now we move on to the star of the show, the magnificently gorgeous Amy Janice. And her quote is, we mod a lot in our chats. The what? Uh, that means mod, uh, moderate? 
you don't yeah isn't it your job it's probably her having to you know turn off all the uh comments from guys that are kick like out, kick out all know, the people that are like asl like show your tits you know you're not a girl show tits <laughs> she's gonna ban all those people speaking of tits we get to see her getting uh groped by the uh by captain squinty <laughs> yeah they're all dressed in all white too again this looks like they like they're a european pop band and these are the inserts from their albums. And uh, like I could see Aqua doing this. So Amy's picks are her favorite dental floss, Cinnamon. Her place, Milford Trek, New Zealand. Favorite video game character, Samus Aran. Movies, War Games. Online snack, Bagel and Iced Mocha. Pro Team, Seattle Mariners. And her smiley is the emoji with the... Uh, like a that? unibrow. Yeah, what's that icon? What's that character? It's That's a curly bracket. Yeah, curly bracket. So using that as a unibrow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now Summer Games with a guy that looks like Usain Bolt. Olympic Summer Games. Uh, this is for... Is this for Super Nintendo? Uh, it looks like it. I can't imagine that. Like, look at how shitty that looks. That has to be Super Game Boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. No, look right beside yeah, the Yes, it's for Game Boy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so I watched a playthrough of this. Summer it's a bunch games, of little mini games. All look the same, but... Oh, those summer nights. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Tell me more. No. Uh, yeah, this game's a hot mess. Oh my it, god, look at the practice of it. I'm like, <laughs> watching the guy play through it was just, uh, oh my god. He was literally just like smashing the controls, trying to get anything to happen. <laughs> and I'm watching him try, he's playing every like, uh, round one at a time, and I'm watching him play the pole vault, and like, <laughs> it's like, he fails every single time. <laughs> and every time, he's like, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> It's like the. I mean, I the nerd should do one one on this game. Uh, it's look, that bad. Look at the practice event. Look at the practice event just before archery. <laughs> skeet. Uh, oh, skeet, oh, skeet, 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 skeet. Oh, skeet, skeet. Goddamn. Skeet shooting. Mm, that's what I call skeet shooting. <laughs> uh. Yes. Yeah, so, so what are all the events? All the events that you can't play through are. 100-meter dash, 110-meter hurdle dash, pole vaults, long jump, triple jump, high jump, javelin, discus, skeet, and archery. Yeah, and uh, I suppose for Super Game Boy, this is a nice color variation. It's kind yeah, of the archery game. is especially nice looking, I will say. You get kind of an over-the-shoulder look, and you can see the target, and you see the guy's face. It's all shaded pretty nicely. And then moving on to the Counselor's Corner, we got DKC2, Diddy's Conquest, with Tony Andrews, who, uh... God, who does this guy look like? God, he looks like uh, he's about to finish the Winds of Winter. <laughs> he looks like George R. R. Martin's basement dweller of a son. <laughs> he definitely 
Oh, man, what a psychedelic background, too. This guy definitely pops some tabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a love child of Jerry Garcia and George R. R. Martin. <laughs> and then we got Jeff Palmer <laughs> with a uh, with a creepy pedo stash. And he's telling us about Chrono Trigger. Where's the gold rock? How do I get Chrono oh. back? And how do I defeat the Golem Twins? Oh, man, Jeff Palmer fucks. He does. <laughs> Look at that. He's handing out mustache rides left and right. <laughs> Sometimes the dudes. It, you know what? Because Jeff Palmer don't discriminate. He's Jeff Palmer, he, he don't. He's ready he for He don't everybody. give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He just fucks. That's right. That's right. Take what's available to him. <laughs> and now we okay. got Breath of Fire Two with Adam Adam Fuckmaster, who seriously looks like Justin Trudeau. Adam Buckmaster, wearing a ball cap here. Hmm. Why are you wearing a ball cap inside, Adam? Bad hair day, or are you losing your hair? Dun 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 dun. Conspiracy. Seriously, this guy is. Look at this guy's face. Tell me he doesn't look like Justin Trudeau. A little bit. I and can he's see telling that. us in Breath of Fire. Does Fire actually. Two, Breath of Fire Two: How to defeat Wildcat into the Wise Tree's mind and enter the Coliseum. So, just like uh, Jeff Palmer, this guy knows how to get into places. Yes. And uh, speaking of someone that's never been into places, let's hear about uh, the guy who's teaching about Earthworm Jim for the Game Boy, Walter Olawin. Oh, my God. This guy looks like a, this, look, this guy if you were to like look up Harry Potter if he was a gamer. <laughs> if you were to look up the definition of nerd and Mary Webster Dictionary, they have a picture of this guy next to it. And it's almost as psychedelic as this picture. God damn, this kid is going through light speed. Yeah. Although, yeah, he, he probably uh, has uh, already made his money off of uh, launching a Web 2.0 uh, company and selling it to IPO. <laughs> just for looking like that. <laughs> yeah, this kid looks like a, a gamer version of Dwight Schrute from The Office. <laughs> All Fact. right, moving on. I know how to beat we- Earthworm Jim in complete stage three. Fact. Oh, I see, yeah. And uh, they have fast Q&A facts. fast facts. This is what I, was, just what I thought you were doing. <laughs> no, I was still stuck in my Dwight mode. <laughs> Tell us about the fast facts of Final Fantasy three. Can I control my character while fighting in the Coliseum? No. How much coral do I need to give to the treasure chest at Ebbets Rock? You must feed the treasure chest 22 pieces of coral. Can I block Chupon's sneeze attacks? No, defeat him before he sneezes. Uh, okay. They don't have any good answers for the next couple ones. Uh, How do okay. I stay? <laughs> Moving on. Oh, no, no. We got to talk about Tetris Blast. How do I start right. a stage? That's how <laughs> fucked. That's how fucked this game is. You have to you have to mail a letter. How do I work this fucking thing? <laughs> how do I get a password? Is another one. <laughs> you receive a password after you complete a level. So it's the obvious wow. answer. Press the A button to drop the first piece at the beginning of every stage. <sighs> I love oh, these God, dumb shit question answers. They're great. All right, next for Super Mario All-Stars. So this is a remastered collection 
of the first three Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo and uh, what they're calling the Lost Levels, which is actually Super Mario Brothers 2 that was released in Japan. So this is the first time that that game has surfaced in the United States. And uh, so this is all kind of remastered graphics, and uh, they're kind of telling you about uh, each game here and re-reviewing it because, by gosh, if anything that's been the same about uh, 1996 for Nintendo so far, it's that they're reheating old classics. I like this. I mean, it's good to see Mario Brothers with a, a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, but no one plays this today. They just go but go and play the originals. Yeah, well, yeah. if you got Super Mario Brothers All-Star, then you wouldn't have to. I guess. I knew, like, one person that had this game. Everybody else I knew had the original games. I don't know. I remember enjoying the hell out of this game. Look at Bowser in uh, the next level. You get to see Bowser, again, mean mugging in a nice, beautiful portrait. Well, you get to fight the guy himself. That's pretty awesome. And you get to see Princess Peach. Actually get to see her show Mario a little bit of uh, gratitude. Yeah. And they even give you a little bit of uh, information here saying originally released as Doki Doki Panic, Crazy Crazy Panic oh, in Japan. Yep. Super Mario Brothers 2 transported Mario and crew from the Mushroom Kingdom to Subcon, the world of dreams. They give you a handy little chart telling you um, who is the best person to pick for every level. And they give you suggestions here. Um, so they tell you, you know, for example, three World Tree Run, you want Mario. World Five Run, you want Peach. And they have some interesting cutscenes here that I don't think is in the original. You have a picture of uh, Mario sleeping, for instance. Oh well, yeah, they have that at the end of uh, Mario Two. For the oh, did they? Okay. But it looks better. Never got to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Three. What's different here? It looks relatively the same. Because it's already looked pretty damn good. Just some of the textures are better, and then it's got. Uh, yeah, it looks like it has backgrounds moving independently yeah, of the foreground. What is that? What's that called? Parallax scrolling. Yeah. And uh, we get to see Bowser's uh, level. He's got uh, in the original game. He just had like a regular black background, but here you get to see uh, curtains and uh, and blocks and bricks. Yep. So it definitely did get a touch up. And it looks good. Mm -hmm. And then finally on to the Lost Levels. And they say it wasn't seen in North America until Super Mario All-Stars was released uh, in 1983. Well, it might have been a small backward step in time. It was by no means a step backward in creativity challenge or fun. So they don't... That's interesting. They actually don't tell you that it came from the Japan version of Super Mario Bros. 2. So, you think that they actually, that actually would have been like a fun thing to know, I think, uh, selling people on it rather than just because Lost Levels makes it seem like it's just like DLC, like, oh, we're just adding a few crappy levels that didn't make the cut of the first game. Right? But what they do show neat is that uh, some of these warp zones actually take you backwards instead of forward. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they punish you. This game is brutal. 
It just messes with you. <laughs> and go for gold. It says you encounter Bowser several times in world D4. You know, I thought you were going through numbers like 3151521, but now you're going in D4. Mm. It says you won't actually fight him. Keep moving and dodge his hammer attacks. When you see Bowser on a brick platform, run under and collect a power up. So you collect power Don't dilly dally. Dilly dilly. <laughs> okay, so is there anything interesting in the arena? I see you've got a challenge for Mega Man X3. Uh, we want to see if anyone can finish the tunnel rhino stage using only the Mega Buster. And, and then they say, the challenge number two, Legend of Zelda, a link to the past. Can you reach Ganon with only 14 hearts? You can't pick up any extra heart pieces. And then they have Super Mario Kart. They want to see your best uh, times on Mario Circuit 2. And then they have a bunch of score high scores posted. And let's take a look at some of the names. Jeffrey Arsenmeyer uh, from Oxford, Alabama, has 100% Yoshi's Island, along with a bunch of other folks. Anybody else recognizable here? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Oh, we've got a guy named Jay Littlejohn. <laughs> which, you know, that kid got teased in high school. Yeah! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's about... Oh, okay. Kevin, Kevin Hoover, which, again, another kid that would get teased in high school. All right, let's move on to talking about the now playing. Please start us off, because I want to read about Lobo. <laughs> okay, Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run. Once again, Ken Griffey Jr. scores big in the majors. Excellent graphics and sound, major league license, great pitching, and realistic fielding stats, Ken Griffey Jr. However, no MLBPA license, a couple of stadiums missing. All right, and Lobo. The galaxy had just become a little more dangerous now that Lobo is looking for a fight. And they say, good sense of the Lobo character, easy to learn moves. Some very slow animations, too few characters, can't pick character in single player mode? What? Can't oh, in single player option, you fight as Lobo against the other five opponents. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pick as any other character in the first player mode. How crappy is that? Uh, Lobo is the main man. It's his game. I understand that, you don't, but you it's don't a play fighter. Mortal Kombat as Mortal Kombat. That's what <laughs> you, you can do. Play. That's where you get. To, that's where you get options. That's see. This is where they went wrong. Went wrong. <laughs> it's just a horrible idea for a game. So Lufia Two: Rise of the Sinistrals. The world faces the wrath of the Sinistrals in this sprawling RPG from Natsume. What did you say, Taito? You were wrong. A good... A Taito is a publisher, you jerk. <laughs> sprawling epic with RPG and adventure features. Player-friendly, good graphics, lots of play value, four slots of battery-packed memory. However, play control is a oh, bit... Oh, yes. Play control I love is the four slots of memory. Mmm. Play control. Well, give us some RAM if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> play we write the RAM right in a slot. You done? 
Slaughtered spoon. <laughs> Play control is a bit too quick. Mohawk and headphone jack. Too funky for primetime. Mohawk and HJ. Uh, okay. <laughs> Handjob. Mohawk. Yeah, Mohawk at Handjob. Come on, plug <laughs> to this twisted action game from Black Pearl. And it says, a unique feel, fun, fast, and funky. Passwords, maps, mohawks, huge levels with warps and hidden areas. However, uneven graphic quality, a lot of space without a lot of enemies. Olympic Summer Games, another Black Pearl game. You gotta love it when all the tradition and all the competition of the Olympics get squashed into four megs. Do I have to love it? It says, nice graphics, simple, consistent play control for all events. <laughs> consistent, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good, it just means it always sucks. Right. Records are virtually impossible to beat, no battery or password to save your best scores. So even if you hustle to beat the scores, fuck you, you can't save it. And repetitious music. Super Mario All-Stars. Mario's classic adventures from the NES and Japanese Famicom step onto the Super NES stage for an encore performance. Four games and one for one great value. Super NES graphics are the classic NES games. However, The Lost Levels is the only entirely new game for North American players. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Get ready for a Mario game that breaks all the rules and still ends up a winner. Beautiful graphics and sound, a great variety of gameplay, battery-backed-up memory. However, it says the inclusion of the term RPG may be misleading. It's not just an RPG, it's an action-packed adventure. Wow, <laughs> great great criticism. All right, let's see what they liked here. They really, really, really liked Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run. Uh, then they liked Super Mario RPG second most. And then they were evenly split on, uh, let's see here, Lufia 2 and Super Mario All-Stars. Yeah, mm -hmm. Nothing else got a nod. That's good. And I feel justice has been done. Worst review game for this month has to go to Lobo. <laughs> oh, definitely. Nothing breaks three. Like, the play yeah, control makes it to three, but nothing breaks, nothing gets beyond that. Mohawk and Headphone Jack had even worse play control than Lobo. Yeah, wow. that's about right. Yeah, and then uh, Olympic Summer Games play control was 2.5, which is the worst. <laughs> All right, Pack Watch, tell us about what's coming up. They've got previews. Ooh, and by fun. previews, I mean a whole screen, page of screenshots we of got... Pilot Wings. And it looks like we have uh, Hold on. Does this the first Donkey Kong assaulting the Twin Towers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we do got, yeah, in Pilot Wings, you're definitely, it looks, you've got the World Trade Center in your crosshairs. Oh, yeah, I see it. You got Jetpack on and you're aimed right at the Twin Towers. And uh, on another one of these inserts, it looks like Randy Marsh is paragliding. Oh my god, it does. That is an awkward face on that character. <laughs> is this the first these... time you've actually could see the faces of these Pilot Wings characters? I don't think you're supposed to see the face of that thing. Yeah, with you're good You're supposed reason. to not be looking at the characters. You're supposed to be looking out from them. It's South Park. Yeah. 
Yes, we see a jetpack, we see a guy in a hang glider, we see a helicopter, and then the inside of one, I think. It's a really small screenshot. And then we get to see one then, guy staring at like a lopsided Statue of Liberty, so it looks like it looks like you're ready to take on Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And now Super Mario 64 with great screenshots of a great game. A whole bunch of screenshots for... It's going to become the game of the year for 1996. So we'll get into that when we actually get to it. And now, yeah, Dragonheart. Wow. This this game looks kind of okay. Talk about big big sprites, though. It's an RPG from Acclaim. (laughs) Uh, Which is interesting because I thought they only did licensed properties. But... Oh, yeah, Dragonheart is a licensed property. It's from that movie, right? It is. It says, when a mortally wounded boy is given half of a dragon's heart, the game is set out for an epic adventure on the Game Boy. So it looks this like... It's going to be bad. This does not look like the Sean Connery dragon, though. It's going to be bad. Real bad. I'm predicting it now. It's awful. Calling it. Next game is Turok Dinosaur Hunter preview. Do you know this came out with like a remastered version of this? It better be because it looks like I'm looking. It looks like I'm looking at like an irradiated version of the Hulk, who already is irradiated, but somehow like, less that worse. That's a bad guy kind of thing. It's like a, a mutated uh, dinosaur or something. A, oh, fuck. A dinosaur this game has like not a- aged well. They have like a remastered version out for Xbox, I think now. And like you watch the, I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks so bad." They're actually asking money for that. <laughs> oh man! I mean, we'll get into that, but I have my gripes about the game that I still remember. And then they have a Game Boy game called Sort of Hope, where two thirds of the screen is taken up by text boxes. Yeah, it's good graphics when you get when you can see them. The one quarter of the screen. Yeah, the good 20% that is dedicated to graphics is dedicated well. It's a cross between Shadowgate and Dragon Warrior. So I'm sure that's a humdinger. Then we have yet another Bass Masters Classic Pro Edition game coming out from Black Pearl. Can't get enough of those. Uh, Let's see here. And then they're telling you that... um, Hey, you probably noticed the number of new Super NES titles over the past few months has been decreasing, but don't worry, we've got a whole bunch more games coming out uh, this year for Super NES. So, you can be sure that you have not wasted your money by buying a Super NES. And they kind of put out a laundry list of games no one cares about that's coming out to by the end of the year. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Following the following Street Fighter 2 Turbo Alpha Super Mega Turbo Edition. <laughs> now we're getting a second Mortal Kombat 3 because nobody can ever just say hey, it's Mortal Kombat 4. Mm-hmm. But it's too much of the same. Aren't they all? Right. Yes. And then we get to see uh, Incantation. A Super NES game from Titus featuring a friendly wizard and rich graphics. And uh, it looks pretty neat. I don't remember this game. I wonder if it actually came out. It kind of looks like Sonic the Hedgehog mixed with mages and goblins. or Like Merlin meets Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. 
And then for the winning run, we get to see Ken Griffey just jamming, just just rapping with this kid. And, uh, okay, and then they've got a few other games that I'm not recognizing. They have a Lamborghini American Challenge. Uh, is coming back for value price. College Football 97 is coming out. And then a game called uh, Winter Gold, which is a Winter Olympics game. And then, Woo, baby. And then Titus the Fox returns with friends. Oh, yeah, Titus the Fox. Remember that property? Mm-hmm. And, no. And then uh, for the Super NES, we got something called the Brainies, which I... <laughs> what the hell was that? That sounds like a shitty version Spring of... Spring 96. It sounds like a shitty version of the Mad Balls. <laughs> I think Mallard. I remember reading about something about that. Maui Mallard, Lost Vikings 2, uh, Kirby Superstar, Pinocchio. Not, not a great uh, lineup coming out. The two Virtual Boy games they mentioned, neither one of them come, gets released. <laughs> Bound that High never... and Dragon Hopper. Not happening. <laughs> players poll contest you could be a third prize winner and get a brand new Nintendo Power t-shirt or you can win second prize which is win your own Reebok hostile turf shoes I don't know what that's the name of anything uh, and then you can also win a uh, cartridge of Olympic Summer Games to then throw in the trash and you can grand prize you can win a trip to the 1996 Atlanta Olympic Summer Games and potentially be caught by a, uh, a pipe bomb blast. <laughs> or catch a javelin to the knee. <laughs> okay, and then coming up next month, they have even more Lufia 2. They have even more Olympic Summer Games. And they finally have more teasers for N64 games going to be behind the scenes report on Super Mario 64 and Pilot Wing 64. Since they've been been covering uh, Super Mario RPG and Lufia 2, do you think we should actually play some of these games? No time. No time. Feel free. It's all you. Okay, well you can watch a video and enjoy the music. There we go. I will play the video while driving my car and not look at it. <laughs> All right. They have a bunch of craft they're selling on the Superpower catalog now. You can get a cap kaleidoscope and caps. So you can look really closely at your bottle caps, your pogs. You just know that somebody turned that into a bong. Into a bong? Yeah. Play and, it loud, bong. And they called it the donkey bong. Yeah. You can have a sports helmet, a couple of t-shirts, a uh, player's guide, or a soundtrack CD or cassette, all for Donkey Kong Country 2. If you want to listen to Donkey Kong Country soundtrack, go download the mashup album Donkey Business by Norwegian Recycling. He mixes uh, R&B hits like The Wild Wild West and uh, Beyonce's To the Left with... Uh, with the Donkey Kong soundtrack. And uh, there's so many other uh, ones, including Skilo, like I Wish It Was a Little Bit Taller. And that's with <laughs> the uh, with the balloon theme. It's, nice. It's, uh, it's pretty tight. i got to give it props. It's uh, something definitely worth listening to if you want to have a fresh take on old 
music. Fresh. And uh, if you want to enjoy Chrono Trigger music with a fresh uh, hip-hop twist, check out a, a Canadian mashup artist who uh, released, uh, I think his name is like DJ Nerd 42 and uh, the album is uh, Chrono Tide, which uh, is mixed with Fort Minor's Rising Tide. Mm. And it is uh, phenomenal. Speaking of tides, it's tied to end the show. <laughs> I think I think it's bedtime for for Ben. Oh, there it is. Yes, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thanks for making it this far in the show. If you want to find out more about me and my stuff, you can find my solo podcast called Repeat One Music. You can listen to on loop and the stories behind behind them. So just go to facebook.com slash Repeat One Podcast. And you can find links and uh, all the posts there and all that good stuff. Uh, if you're not a Facebook fan, you can just go to repeat1.podbean.com. You can find it there as well. For our own stuff, I'm playing with power. We know you like listening to it. You've already listened this far in the show. Why not go on iTunes and leave us a rating and review? Help get the word out about the show. That'll be swell. Um, or if you want to find out about old episodes and see what else we've done for almost three years now, you can go to playwithpowerpodcast.com. We've got links to iTunes, our Twitter, our Facebook page that we frequently post to, as well as our Patreon. Hey, you like the, like the, 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 the you like you like the show so much you want to give us money? Well, you can do that. Go to Patreon.com/slash/playingwithpower and send us a few dollars our way to help us for hosting fees. Mike, what what's going on with you? I, we, I've got other podcasts. If you like science and technology, you can check out Geek Fallout Productions' Facebook page or iTunes feed and hear my new tech, the revival of my very first podcast, Techno Babble. Our first episode, our first new episode is already out. And uh, we talk, me and my buddy Rich, we talk about amazing science and technology, the good, the bad, the, uh, the weird, the wonderful, and whether it can save the world or destroy it. We talk about amazing things, technology, and uh, good news. Just good news, science, and technology being used for the benefits of the world. And uh, if you also like scary, horrible, terrible things, and uh, you're tired of the news, you can also listen to us talk about horror movies on my horror movie podcast, The Graveyard Shift. With me and Sheldon Brown, we review... A horror movie, we talk about the good, the bad, things that make us scratch our head at what we just saw. And we even have like little hilarious uh, deleted scenes as skits. And you were on an episode at, in one. I was. You're right. Best episode ever. <laughs> I think I talked about... Uh, did I talk about solar panels? I, I believe so. You can check out the, uh, the Technobabble the uh, Geek Fallout feed because we've re-aired all of our old issues in order so you can check it out. I think it was episode 4 was the one you were on. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can find out the science and technology we were talking about but you were also on our Christmas episode for the horror movie podcast. I was. And that was the one where I was viciously mauled. So I bet John that's John's favorite episode to listen to. (laughs) Ah. All right, well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And now you're playing with power.
entertainment system.